Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well now Today's first entitled parent story is a super simple one an entitled dad asked to borrow his son's car Which the son kindly says yes to but the dad then gets it smashed up in an accident Sells it and then doesn't give the money back to his son. My dad asked to borrow my car then sells it This was a long time ago I hardly have any contact with that part of the family anymore, but I do still talk to my dad once in a while My dad had needed a car for a while. So I loaned him mine when I went to get the car back The back end was smashed in my dad tells me how he was at a red light and the car was rear-ended Of course, I asked the normal questions about faults and insurance and everything else He tells me the other guy's insurance company sent him a check for the damages, but it wasn't enough to cover the repairs That was a lie. So he didn't have the car repaired instead. He spent the money now My dad and I have the same first and last name but a different middle name So it's easy to see how he could claim the car was his and have the check written to him When I told my dad that he should have just let me know about the accident and let me handle the claim He says why should you get anything you weren't in an accident I was we had an argument about that But none of my dad's arguments was even anywhere close to being valid He also just wasn't listening to anything that I was saying I asked my dad to leave the car at his house for a few days And I said that I would arrange to have it picked up and repaired a couple of days later I went to his house, but I didn't see the car. So I thought he wasn't home when I knocked he answered My younger brother was also there which was surprising because he was supposed to be away at college which I was helping pay for, but um, that's another story. I told my dad I was there to pick up the car. He says that was impossible because he sold it. I asked him why he did that. And he said, you seem so annoyed about the damage. I figured you just want me to go ahead and sell it so you didn't have to deal with it anymore. I was making payments on the car and I asked my dad how he could have sold it without the title. He told me he just had the guy fill out a lost title form or something like that. I don't even know the details on it I told him that I thought that was going to be a problem when the guy tries to register the car and finds out there's a lien on the car My dad just says that's the buyer's problem not mine when I asked him how much he got for it He told me he got three thousand dollars even with the damage. It was worth closer to seven thousand but definitely no less than 5k So obviously I asked my dad for the money, but he told me he'd already spent it Then he went into a rant about how many bills he has and how he's even paying for my brother's college again Not true. Plus my brother was sitting right there. He dropped out but didn't even tell me even though he kept cashing the checks I sent I had very little contact with my parents after that and I think I only actually saw them one time since then Which was around the time I got married but not at the wedding because they refused to go none of this was all that surprising though 
I never, ever should have even loaned the car to my dad in the first place. Uh, well, yeah, OP, to be honest, mate, it sounds to me like a couple of your family members are pretty horrible people. Um, your brother clearly takes after your dad. What's he doing? Seriously, like, what is he actually doing? This story actually reminds me of another Entitled Parents video I made not long ago. If you want to check that out, it's again about, you know, a Karen kind of stealing someone's car, trying to put their own name on it, their own number plate. Check it out up here if you haven't seen it yet. Um, very, very similar story to this. Equally as strange. What is it with, you know, parents using their children's cars and, you know, trying to get their name on the license and on the title and stuff like that? And then what? Just spending the money that they made from it? Selling it in the first place is mad. Then not giving the money back to the owner of the car, their child? Even worse. And now moving on to our second story, slightly more serious than the first. Entitled mum and entitled grandma try to kill residents of group home. Many years ago, I worked in a group home. For the privacy of all the residents, we had a set visitation room with visitation hours by appointment only. Appointment only so that two families weren't trying to visit at the same time. It had a separate entrance and a door that shut it off from the rest of the house. It had a half bath, a TV, cable hookup, game console with maybe 50 games, a DVD player with about 150 movies, board and card games, along with nice comfy seating and a small four-person table. Visitors were not allowed anywhere but that room if any of the other residents were home. It didn't matter if Bill wanted to show off his new bedding set or if Jack's mum wanted to see if he needed new clothes. I don't think my mum wants to do that, but anyway, um, if the other residents were home, no. The families of five of the residents were fine with it. Kyle's mother and grandmother, though, were not. They firmly believed that they were within their rights to enter the rest of the house and inspect it and his housemates. He was their baby and they had rights. By God. Well, actually, no. The residents of this home were 30 to 40 year old men with developmental and physical disabilities. They were all actually wards of the state. The fact they were even allowed to know where he was, let alone visit, was a huge privilege. To be honest, I was wondering why the rules were so strict. That makes sense. Our agency had many other homes where the families of the residents had no idea where they were and weren't allowed to see them. The families were only allowed to contact the case manager and inquire about them through him. Back to Kyle's mum and grandma. It was a constant battle to keep them out of the rest of the house. It got to the point that we had to have an extra staff member during their visits. This staff member had to sit outside the connection door while the visits were going on and physically stand, blocking their way when they would attempt to enter. I lost track of how many times we ended up calling the police to have them removed from the main part of the house before that happened. And that's when they started calling the police on us. After the third time of them calling the police to demand entrance to the rest of the house, they lost their privilege of visiting. Kyle was moved to another home where they weren't allowed to know the address. This didn't go over well, to put it nicely. They were adamant Kyle was still in our home and they threatened us several times that we would pay for keeping their baby from them. A restraining order was granted against them, keeping them 800 feet from the house, staff, residents, and no calls to the house. It all came to a head one night when at dark 30, I was locking up the house for the night. All doors and windows had to be checked and the alarm set. Another staff was doing bedtime medicine. The other two were helping out with bedtime routines and getting laundry going. I kept telling the other staff I smelled smoke, like a campfire, just faint whiffs of it. They said I was crazy. I just walked the entire house and nothing was burning. It must be a neighbor having a small backyard fire or something and I got a whiff while closing the windows and it was stuck in my nose. It finally became strong enough for the others to smell. 
In pairs, we checked the house again. Nothing, but the smell is getting stronger. We met back in the living room and decided to go ahead and call the fire departments when we realized we could see wisps of smoke in the living room. We woke the residents and had them put on shoes and jackets. The smoke in the living room was now clearly visible and it was starting to make its way towards the bedroom and it finally triggered the alarms. Protocol was to evacuate and get the residents to the van. The living room was the exact center of the house with an open floor plan with the kitchen on one side and a laundry room on the other. The bedrooms were through the living room and to the left and right, along with two bathrooms, the visitor's room and our office being at opposite ends of each other. Down the hall, we shuffled to our office because the van was parked to that side and the keys were in the office. As we came around the corner of the house, we see the source of the smoke. Our front porch was on fire. The house was brick, which was what was preventing it from spreading outwards, but it was spreading upwards towards the roof. The police and fire departments arrived just as we reached the van. The fire department went to work on the house. The police head towards us. We're all fine, except four people came running up to us. Kyle's mother and grandmother, along with two unknown men. The two women started screaming for Kyle and that they were here to rescue him. We'd endangered him by allowing him to live in a fire trap. They suddenly realized that there was no Kyle in the group and they were now screaming that we'd left him to burn in that house. They were suing us, they'd shut us down and have us in prison for murder. The police quickly asked if we had left someone behind, to which we answered, no, we have all six men. But for their safety, we had to get them in the van and then we'd sort this out. The police held the mother and grandmother back from us while they continued to shriek about Kyle and the fact that we'd left him to die. Two of the staff loaded them while me and my co-worker talked to the police, starting with the fact that those two women had a restraining order and for his safety and ours, Kyle had been moved to a location unknown to them. They were cuffed immediately and told to pipe down. Now that is what I love to hear. We proceeded to explain exactly what had transpired that evening. The fire was doused quickly while we did this. One of the firemen came over to talk to the officers and we heard him say there was preliminary evidence that this fire was set deliberately. There would be a formal investigation. Kyle's mother and grandmother were arrested for violating the restraining order and suspicion of arson. The two men were arrested on suspicion of arson also. Now, moving on, results of the investigation determined a clear case of arson. There was also a deliberate rigging of a device to the door leading out of the visitation room that would have been fatal to the person opening the door. And if anyone was close by, debilitating, if not fatal. The four were indicted on vandalism, arson, eight counts of attempted homicide, two counts of attempted murder. It came out that they were unaware of the other side door, which saved lives. They got a plea deal and got seven to 10 years each. This was back in the early 2000s, so I don't remember what exactly the sentence was. Wow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
All right, look, first of all, don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's not nice having your son locked up in a place like this, but clearly he's there for his own safety. You know, like there's a reason why he's in this place. Look, it's not ideal for the for the mum and the grandma, and I get that, but come on, there's obviously some backstory here. He's not just going to be in there randomly. It's not as if he's like trying to fight his way out. You know, come on, there's a reason he's there. But, and I can't quite believe they did this, trying to, you know, set the whole building on fire of the place you believe your son is in just to try and, you know, free him or let him escape or whatever, see him even though they know he's not there. I mean, clearly they don't, but he isn't there. It's mental. You're putting eight lives at risk. You're actually trying to kill people. Sorry, not just putting their... I've just completely forgotten the fact that they set up a bomb pretty much, didn't they? On the door that would have killed the person who opened it. What, what are they doing? Trying to kill some staff members, trying to free everyone else inside by setting the whole place on fire just to see your son? What? Are you sure? Wow. Lock these guys away. And throw away the key. Anyway, guys, that is gonna do it for this one. Um, attempted murder. That's the level now. Wow, we have reached the peak of entitled parents, I think. Uh, Jesus, I mean, to be fair, we've got murder to go, haven't we? I've actually ever read a story about an entitled person actually murdering someone. I don't think I have. If you wanna see that, drop a like on the video. Because <laughs> we can get dark on this channel. Nice. See you then with that video if you wanna see it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 